Money FM 89.3, best of lunchtime. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust here on your lunchtime. I'm Timothy Go, and joining me right now on the phone lines is Professor Nitin Pangarkar. Uh, we are talking about uh, what's happening in the aviation industry and um, what's in it for consumers as well as COVID-19 is uh, having an impact in this travel industry and not just directly with airlines and airports, but tour agencies, tourist guides, restaurants, and everything down the line indirectly will be affected economically as well. Thanks for joining us uh, this hour, Professor. Thank you. Yeah. Professor, the um, airlines, we've been reporting this throughout uh, the past few weeks now, each airline talking about how bad it's going to be and they're canceling flights because of demand and many other reasons uh, right. for that matter. How much worse can it get? Uh, it could get worse depending on the depth and the breadth. So I think the early centers like uh, China and to a lesser extent Singapore, I think they are getting better, mm-hmm. but there are new centers emerging. So we don't know what will happen in uh, those new centers like South Korea and Iran and so on, and Italy. Uh, if it is contained in those locations, then I think we should see a bounce in the next couple of months. If it, uh, if the impact is deep and wide in those mm-hmm. locations, then that's, that could be a problem, and then it could get much worse. Let, let's just provide a quick background here uh, for a moment, uh, Professor, to our listeners. In the earlier part of this outbreak, uh, many countries started prohibiting or, or putting restrictions on flights coming in from China and from right, passengers yeah. with travel history to China, and now it's moving towards Italy, Korea, and Iran. I believe in the past 24 hours, a lot of Middle right. Eastern countries have started restricting flights to and from Iran. Um, The WHO has said that this is not the way to contain this virus. Uh, What is your thought on that one? Uh, I think it's a rather stringent measure. It's a rather strict measure. It's a very safe measure in Mm -hmm. some sense. Uh, But it is also economically damaging measure because if you completely stop flights, there's nothing that can be done. Mm-hmm. A intermediate measure would involve is more time consuming for travelers. Like at the point of origin, you could scan people and so on, and you could still let the flights come in. Right. Uh, but that's going to be a li- little bit more laborious uh, at the origin point, and it is also going to be a bit more risky in the sense that. Uh, there is the incubation period, right? So sometimes the, the somebody's not sick, but it might get sick after coming to your country. So I, I see the prohibition of flights as a mm-hmm. safe measure, but it's also economically damaging measure. However, uh, I, I was reading about the case in Iran and how uh, the virus got in the country was apparently through a man who flew in and out of China indirectly because of the ban that it was put in place. Therefore, he was not detected. That's right, yeah. So there are these possibilities, you know, where uh, I think in today's world you you can very rarely seal off uh, any origin, uh, passengers coming from any origin, because there are tremendous number of possibilities through which passengers could travel. If they have right? the means so, to, right? 
and somebody could have traveled out of china before the ban was put in place okay. to another place and from that another place that passenger could come to your country and uh, not all countries probably uh, put in the strict procedures that singapore had put in or mm-hmm. similar countries had put in so there could still be cases that slip in yes all right. What can happen then, uh, Professor, if this virus drags on? I mean, now we're looking at it more of at least a lot of uh, health uh, professionals have been saying that this could end up the way like the H1N1 or just the common flu. It's going to be prolonged. It's going to be around. But what happens if this continues to drag on? Do you think airlines will start, uh, well, demand will start uh, coming back from travelers and airlines will start putting on these flights again? Or will they keep this, take this opportunity to cut the the, the uh, capacity of, of uh, some destinations? I, I see that, uh, I, I think this cannot go on for too long, right? Mm. Uh, so uh, right now, the concern is because there's a lot of uncertainty. There's less understanding about how this works, mm-hmm. uh, especially the spread of it, right? The, the fatalities have been, like the percentage has been, relatively small but i think the main cause of concern is how it spreads uh, uh, over the next sort of few weeks few months i think we might have a better understanding of how it spreads we might get a little bit better handle on how to treat it and if we understand both how it spreads and how to treat it i think the strict measures might might go away uh, so that's an assumption that we will, the better understanding will lead to better treatments and so on. Uh, but I think that's generally a fair assumption. Most viruses, after a few months, there has been some sort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, treatment uh, found for them, right? So I think then it could become just another strain of flu virus. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust. I'm Timothy Go speaking with Professor Nitin Pankarar, talking about the damage this COVID-19 is having in the aviation industry uh, globally. Um, Professor, China is a very huge aviation market, a very huge tourism market. We can see it here in Singapore. I was recently at Changi Airport, well, two days ago, and right. it was very quiet, unusually <laughs> uh, quiet, especially at the, the, the shopping mall, the Jewel uh, at Changi Mall. Uh, Singapore has, well, I think roughly about 30% of Singapore's tourism market uh, comes from China. Right. And, in fact, elsewhere in the world as well. So now that this whole big market has been shut off, how damaging can this be? Yeah, it's it's pretty damaging for specific sectors like, uh, you know, anything that is related to tourism and Mm -hmm. travel. So uh, be it the the attractions, be it the eight the, the tour organization agencies or the airlines. Uh, it's pretty damaging in a in a focused way, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, some sectors are suffering. Uh, the governments might step in and do a little bit for them. Whether that will be enough or not is uh, is a matter of debate. But uh, the other thing is the more efficient guys, the more efficient players in these spaces will hunker down, survive, and let the storm blow over. The less efficient pe- the agencies would have a problem. You know, they they just may not have the slack resources mm-hmm. to really 
uh, hunker down and let it blow over. Okay, so if we're talking about in the airline industry, for example, the bigger players who are already suffering uh, even before this started, like Cathay Pacific, let's look at the Hong Kong market. They can right. probably survive this and they're doing everything they can to, to save their cash flow. But then there are other players like Hainan Airlines and Hong Kong Airlines who've been very much affected by this and they're already in financial trouble. Could they survive? Yeah, I think the main thing, there are two things, basically. One is the quality of your balance sheet, mm-hmm. uh, how strong it is. Uh, the weaker the balance, the more stretched the balance sheet is, the more vulnerable you will be. So if you have expanded quite fast, you know, your resources are thin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you are getting the revenue in and paying the bills tomorrow, uh, that kind of situation is going to have, lead to problems. That's one. The second possibility is where the government step in and do some sort of uh, temporary funding or temporary measures that can help the affected airlines. So, which is what was done in for a variety of sectors like banks in the last global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So, the governments could do something like that, depending again on. The strength of the government, if the government has a lot of slack resources, like in the case of Singapore, uh, they are able to do that. If the government itself is stretched, then they will have a difficult time doing it. Okay, now let's um, have a look at for the consumer side of things. Yesterday, uh, Singapore Airlines announced further reduction to their capacity, and my my own parents have, were affected by this. And when I looked at what happened to their booking, it was more like they had a certain time that they were flying into Singapore. Now they've been moved to a different time, so it looks like you know the the five flights a day to Manila has been cut down to I don't know two or three for that right. day, and they're trying to just fill up the plane. Um, right. Is this the right move for airlines to do, or should they start, uh, well, lowering their prices and getting more people to travel? Right. So they, sometimes they may not have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so suppose the origin is Philippines, and Philippines has no restrictions on coming uh, to travel Singapore, to right. Singapore. Mm-hmm. Then you could still fly a half-empty flight types. Mm-hmm. But if the origin countries has advisory on travel to Singapore and some countries do mm-hmm. and uh, then that could be a problem you know the origin country might just say you know that's all you can do and then you have no choice but to to reduce the capacity to sometimes even zero right uh, so it it depends on the origin uh, country's policies it also depends on uh, basically, the airline that is that is running the flight in this case, Singapore Airlines. Uh, so, combination of those those two things. Uh, I know Indian government has some advisory on travel to Singapore. Mm-hmm. So they are saying non-essential travel should be avoided to Singapore. Though it's kind of strange because the number of cases is relatively small, but they still do have an advisory on travel to Singapore. So in which case, I think that's going to be very tough to even fly half a plane out of India. And yet it it really depends on the person. I myself would probably not mind so much traveling, but what worries me as a frequent traveler, and I will be traveling very soon, is that once I'm airborne and then I land to a particular destination and then there's some sort of restriction, then you're stuck. I think it happened with a plane load of tourists from Italy going to Mauritius. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, they were asked to be quarantined and they didn't want to, so they had to fly back. So that's another uncertainty for a lot of uh, travelers. Right. The governments have to do a better job uh, in the sense that the passengers have to be told at the origin that they will be quarantined. I think it's unfair if they really reach there and then they are told that they, are, they will be quarantined. So the passengers have to get that choice. Mm-hmm. Would you would you like to be quarantined or just forget about flying? That has to be given at the point of Departure. boarding the flight. Right. I think that's really unfair on the part of uh, the host government mm-hmm. to say that after you arrive, you know, we'll quarantine you. That information has to be available before they fly. And I think this happened in the earlier part as well when people were caught off guard with flight restrictions from China, especially those flying across the Pacific. Uh, Professor, with 9-11 and SARS having had a big impact and, well, we saw changes, big changes in the aviation industry globally, do you think COVID-19 will have the same kind of impact in the industry? And if so, what do you think will happen? I think if the situation gets resolved in the next couple of months, uh, then may not be that bad. Mm-hmm. So some players might still go out of business, but uh, the overall impact may not be that bad. Uh, if it lingers on for, say, six months more, then that's when a lot more pe- uh, players start going bust and uh, and there will be a lot more effect on the passengers, on businesses, and so the effect will be a lot more if if it uh, lingers on for six more months. And today, even the U.S., I think they're saying that it looks like it might spread in the U.S. as well. So there have been some alarming developments in the last few days. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, in a country like Canada, where I'm from, they've just, you know, right outset, it's going to come to Canada, it might spread, and we're not closing the border. So it's up to the airlines if they want to, to suspend their flights, which some airlines have. But it's sort of kind of just saying this is going to be the new normal. Yeah, I think some countries would have hit the panic button. And uh, I think Singapore is probably a little bit more vulnerable to this kind of thing than Canada is because mm-hmm. Singapore is very densely populated. That's so right. once the spread starts, then it is very difficult to uh, difficult to uh, stop it from affecting a lot of people. Canada is a little bit more dispersed. So mm-hmm. other than Toronto, probably there's nothing that is comparable to Singapore in terms of population density. And uh, so uh, the other thing is Singapore got hit early in the cycle. That's right. When there was a lot of uncertainty about mm-hmm. how damaging it can be in terms of fatalities and so on. Uh, so I think Singapore's probably response was good considering the situation at the time. Uh, Canada is getting hit probably now. And I think they will say it doesn't look so bad. The fatality rate doesn't look so bad. The transmission rate looks pretty bad. Exactly. Uh, but the fatality, etc., rate doesn't look so bad. Singapore has, what, uh, out of 90 people, I think 50-plus people have already recovered. So the fatality rate looks relatively low. So I think maybe Canada is going by that. 
Yeah, and we just hope that things will get back to normal uh, very soon in the industry because livelihoods are at stake. uh, Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Professor, for sharing your thoughts uh, on this topic. Professor Nitin Pankarar of uh, NUS joining us here talking about how the COVID-19 outbreak is uh, having a damage in the aviation industry. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust here on MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.